1: 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You are watching and listening to Chris and
2: Lester I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Listen on your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Right, Chris. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nope, still pissed off. Good evening, this is Leicester Till I Die. You can watch and listen to us in the following places. Uh, uh, uh. Listen on your favorite
3: podcast
1: platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast "Lester Till I Die."
3: Subscribe,
1: like, follow, and join in now.
2: Well, I've just—I I've had this today. Can you see? It's—it's it's a letter from Spec Savers. It's offering me my—you know—I can book my free appointment. Well I tell you what, I'm going to do. What I'm going to do? I'm going to post that. I'm going to post that to Brendan Rodgers, because he can't fucking see what's going on on the pitch, can he?
1: Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
2: But apparently, guys, we have gone into the record book this evening. We are the only clubs whose fans actually sing to the opposing fans. We bet you wish you could play us every week. I mean, how embarrassing is it getting? I mean, Brendan Rodgers, I'm reading you an elite manager. If you're a fucking elite manager, I'm slimmer of the year. Because I'll tell you something, Steve Bruce is a fucking more elite manager than you are at the moment. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, but he's, you know, he's won us the FA Cup, he's won us the Community Shield. Now, he won us the FA Cup thanks to a VAR decision. Rightly or wrongly, we were that close to to, to going into extra time or penalties and we'd have probably lost it then anyway because we were on, on the defensive. Community Shield, we played a Man City second string team that half their fans couldn't even be bothered to come down and watch. I mean, you know, you fooled us in Scotland you actually made us think you were a half-decent manager. You know, I appreciate what you're doing for the club, but this is where you earn your money. Maybe, you know, we've always said about Ranieri, he won over 38 games. Not one-on-one off Community Shield, not a a four-game run in the FA Cup. He won over 38 games. And I honestly think, like I say... You, you know, you can't beat Stephen Gerrard, who's been not, you know, been a manager for five minutes. You got beaten by your former player. What is going wrong? If you were a good manager, this is where you earn your money. And I don't want the excuse of, um, well, we had seven players out. Luckman and Acho were probably the only two that might have got into the squad uh, that didn't make it. They had more players out than we did. Two was it two three minutes they scored after what the fuck i mean i just I just don't know what 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 is happening you you you've got an amazing squad you've got the same squad that you've had for the last five or uh, two seasons where you've got us to fifth place and got us into Europe, yeah, we're still in Europe. the egg and spoon cup I mean maybe it's time. Do we actually look for a Rodgers replacement, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for the main event of the evening: sixty minutes of football fun and banter with Chris, Chris and Leicester till I die. TV, are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to When I say fun. <laughs> You know what I mean. I'm waiting for Josh and Brad. They're, they're, well, I'm, not, I'm not waiting for them. They're waiting on me. They're in the green room. I can see them now. And they're sort of tears. I'm just waiting for them to wipe the tears away. We're going to get, just get a few comments before we bring them in. Uh, Facebook user, shite football. All a load of shite at the moment. No one looks forward for games. It's all the same old shite. I guess it's shite then, Facebook user. Respectively, something needs to change. Maybe that's Brendan. I don't know what, but something needs to change. Yeti boy, good evening. How the devil are you? Roger out. He makes Ollie look competent in big games. Bicom, good evening. Sack Roger now. Uh, or Roger. <laughs> well, what you've been up to tonight. There we go. Sack Rogers now. Um, JJ, bring Brighton on with two minutes to go, clueless. It was injury time when you brought him on virtually, wasn't it? Uh, Terry, good evening. How the devil are you? Shambolic. Oh, yes. And that's being polite. Facebook user, nothing good about football anymore. It's all a load of shite. Are you on a sponsored word um, thing tonight, Facebook user? Myla, hello, Leicester fans. How? Hope you're all well. You better beat Newcastle for me. Look, and honestly, Myla, I know you're a Watford fan. Thanks for coming in. We couldn't beat, we couldn't beat Watchdale women at the moment. And that's if only half of them turned up. Um, Ranieri won us the Premier League. He did. And as I just said, over 38 games, that is good. You know, that, that isn't an achievement. Uh, Yeti Boy, we only won the FA Cup because of Tillemans and Kasper Masterclass and, and VAR, as I said. Bicrom, in actual, won us the FA Cup, not Rodgers. And he gets benched as a reward. Well, we, I think he's ill tonight, actually. Um, and I am just realised I'm reading that one out and not put it up. David, we could have used Nacho today, unfortunate for his illness. I, I tell you what, we, we we could have done with a $6 million fucking dollar man. And I still think we would have struggled with the other 10 Muppets on the pitch. Um, Dan, good evening. How are you? I didn't see the game. but What was that squad selection tonight? You're playing Napoli, not Countsbury. Dewsbury Hall goal was quality. Dewsbury Hall was the, the one shining light. Uh, JJ Somari should have started over Tillemans. I didn't even think Telemans was on the pitch, to be honest with you. Um, David, Yuri was damn awful today. He put two injured players in, Bertrand and Yuri. Both excelled in mediocrity today. Uh, KDH and Dakar were good. David, good evening. How the devil are you? Over time, we've got to get something. He does the same each time. That's fuck it all, <laughs> indeed. And Max Pickering, good evening. So, how the devil are you? Welcome along. Defence was abysmal. No, wait. It wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, I've had my rant. <sighs> who who, who should we? Uh, who should we bring in first? I I'll tell you what. Let's 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 do it together. Let's bring them in together, guys. Give me. We're still in Europe, aren't we?
3: we're <laughs> oh, great. We're in the Europa Spurs League. Brilliant i personally. I'm wrong. losing my voice
2: here. I need, I need
3: it, a drink. It, it, it's like it's like getting dumped out of the Carabao Cup semi finals and being told you're in the Johnson's paint trophy, so don't worry about it. Right. I mean I don't think should, I don't I don't think the play should be able to drop down to a competition. And I know you made the same point about Champions League, Chris. I start, I, I agree with that on all bases. I don't think the Champions League I don't think you should get another shot at Europe if you can't make the top two. No. It's
2: embarrassing. No, no. I wouldn't say we were entitled to um, be in the in the um, conference, uh, Josh. Definitely not. But, I mean, had we actually, let's say we had finished fourth and, and got into the Champions League, we would have been totally embarrassed with the way we've been playing this season, wouldn't we?
0: Without doubt, mate. Um, I, I agree totally with you, too. I mean, the old... Uh, Conference League thing for me is it's neither here nor there, unfortunately. I mean, you know, I guess the only very positive ways you look at it is, you know, you go on to win it and you you guarantee Europa League football next season. But we ain't going to do that, are we? So it's um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I personally, for me, you shouldn't really say it as a fan, but I'd have just rather gone out completely. Being honest, I really would have.
2: Well, Spurs, well Spurs it, it? don't want to be in there, and Arsenal are glad yeah. them up. So you know, you, you you're quite right to say that. Um, I I oh, I mean, help me out here, Brad. I mean, Jewsbury Hall. I think that is possibly the one and only bright uh, spark tonight. But you know, even even relying on Ledger to to get to score a penalty to put us through. I mean. And he couldn't even do that. It was just, it's just embarrassing, isn't it? Well, I mean,
3: the thing is, I mean, first of all,
2: uh, let's not
3: get too angry or carried away with some of the things that are being said. I mean, we didn't just win the FA Cup because of one particular player or two particular players. The credit has to go to Rogers on that one. I mean, we beat Brighton, we beat Southampton, we beat Manchester United, we beat some good teams on our way to that final. We were very four deserving. Games, four games was it? Four games. It doesn't matter. So, so that's, that's exactly how many they had to play. They got there. We won it, mate. It's our first FA Cup. Come off it. Don't 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 turn into one of them fans that starts every time it goes wrong for the manager. Suddenly, when it went actually the manager, because people did that with Ranieri. Ranieri was a god to everybody and then as soon as he got the sack well it was Pearson's team no let's just stop with that we wonder why managers don't spend long at clubs this is why they they, they they see a hype <sighs> and when it starts going wrong they're, they're glad to get but out again, the door but yes.
2: again Brad it was Pearson's team and as soon as he brought his own players in what's, what's,
3: what's the point in coming in second a job what's the point in having a manager why didn't we just stick with Pearson then why didn't we just forget what Pearson did at, in, in Thailand with us? why didn't we just keep him because there was no obviously Pearson was going to guide us to the league title no let's put, start putting some credit on what they do for a job when they win things just because it's going bad and it's going wrong doesn't suddenly what change the fact that yeah, you can come at me all night with this, mate. I'm still going no, I'm still any job. It, right? right? Because when we when we won the damn thing, everybody was praising what Rogers was doing to the club. Why is it when it's going wrong, all of a sudden, it wasn't him, it was one or two it's players? Called, it's, it's called, called for them football. The they it's really called, it's called football. Without saying that about the FA Cup, it's an absolute joke. One person did win this FA Cup. It was a team effort. Ran by a manager. Give some goddamn respect to manager When they goddamn went something.
2: I'm sorry, no, no respect at all. When we lose anything, he right, gets then, paid. Tell you what, sat fourth... Rogers, sat Vardy, Sal Madison. Get well, what, to did
3: Vardy moon, else, what did Vardy do Vardy today? What did Vardy do today? Vardy didn't score in the FA Cup final. No, Casper didn't. You know. R- Morgan didn't, didn't do anything in the FA Cup final, so he's gone. Get rid of him. Get rid so of him. No, you're you you're saying it was a one-man team that won the FA Cup final. So everybody else. I never said it that.
2: was a one-man team. You literally said... said
3: it, mate. You literally sat here and said we won it because of VAR and they're telling stop. That's goal. not a one-man
2: so... team. VAR and one-man team is not the same. We beat Chelsea
3: at the, end of the day overnight minutes with a better side and won it. We won. We, we won our four games to get there. So let's let's put
2: some respect when we actually yeah. won things. And won look won. where. We are now, Josh. I mean, you know, we we are we are so low down at the moment, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, he's the fourth highest paid manager in the league. I'll tell you what, what, then if you listen to Robbie Savage said today, we've probably got about the ninth, tenth most expensive squad, so maybe we're about where we should be in the league, but I don't care if your staff are bad at work. I, I've been a team leader. I've been a manager. If one of my team wasn't selling or was, had got bad figures, it was me that got the bollocking, me that was all over the coals to go in and sort him out. That's why Rodgers is the fourth highest paid manager, is it not, Josh?
0: I guess that's the thing. I mean... I agree. I, I I I do agree with I, I agree with Brad regarding, you know, the cup run and things like that. It, 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 at the end of the day, you know, if if Perez, Albright and Barnes don't score the goals against Stoke, we don't, you know, we don't get to the final, we don't get to the semi finals and such. But having said that, you know, it has sort of gas garg- sort of both ways. I mean, as football fans, we are fickle and you know, there's yeah. there's times tonight where uh, I got as much as we can blame, Bre- I, I mean, I, I questioned Brendan's substitutions tonight. And the first comment that came up regarding the Allbrand substitution that baffled me no. at the time. I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't actually believe it. So, I will question him on that. But I don't, for me personally, I don't think you can really pin the loss on Rogers tonight. As bad as it sounds, it was just three total fuck ups defensively, really, and unfortunately for Brendan, he cannot. You know, I know he, he, he sets us up to play a certain way, but you look at all of their goals tonight, and they can easily be avoided with defending better. You know, play, um, defensive. You know, the, the defenders in better positions. I mean, the first goal, obviously, had Soyuncu. Don't know what he was doing with it, with the pass into for that like, absolutely blasted it at him, like he wanted to kill him with it. And um, the second goal, Bertrand playing them on side, and then the third goal is just a, a pass across the face goal, just past four defenders, so. For me personally, it's not, I, I I totally understand where everybody's coming from regarding maybe wanting Rodgers out. For me, I'm still very much Rodgers in. Um, I think purely for the fact he's got a lot of credit in the bank with you know finishing fifth twice and winning
2: the FA Cup. Um, so that credit, tomorrow... if, let's say we let's say we finish 18th and we get relegated, <laughs> do we keep him because he's won us a couple of trophies?
0: I understand that. I, I, I totally I totally agree with what you're saying, but. I'd like to think by that point you know if we if we are obviously in that sort of position coming towards the end of the season then yeah you've got to look at it and think well he's his time's up he's got to go i mean I still more hope than belief that he can he can turn it round um the craziest thing is you know whether we're in a false position in the league or not you know we are where we are but you know win a couple of games and we could still in with the chance of the top six, that and that shows how sort of bad below the top three teams, how bad the Premier League is. To say that we've got a chance of that, considering how shit we've played all season. Um Like I say, mate, I, I'm very, much, I'm still, I'm still Rogers in. Um yeah. But I think you know, over the next, I'd say it's a big month coming up for him. There's plenty of footballs we played, especially in the Premier League. Um I'd say he's probably got another two or three games before I think the board will make a decision, to be honest, and Newcastle's massive on Sunday for
2: him. It's huge. I, I think I think personally, um, and no, Dan, can I just say, there's no need to talk about your good lady in that manner, and if she's watching this, I hope she, uh, I hope she gives you a slap for that. Um, Brad, I mean, I, I don't think he'll be gone in January, and I, and I think he should be given the season... To, to turn it round because, you know, the season is 38 games, two Cups and Europe. However, he's had so far 22 games with Europe, with the Premier League and and, and Coca-Cola, Coca, Coca, whatever Cup it is now, um, yeah. and we still... As bad now if he's not turned it round or if he can't see what's wrong after twenty two games, will he be able to see maybe after i don't know what it will be then season fifty games or whatever we played that's you know that's what I'm saying you know he if he's this elite manager that everybody says we've got, then why hasn't he sort of at least sorted out because it's the same things we're seeing game after game after game
3: yeah and and look i, I... You know, I, I agree with with um, what's just been said there by, by Josh. If, if it continues in this form of manager, don't get it twisted. Whilst I'll angrily defend anybody that comes out and starts saying all of a sudden that Brendan didn't, it wasn't Brendan and individuals and what we've won under his tenure, I don't get it twisted. If this continues, <clears> he <throat> will lose this job. Of Leicester as Leicester City manager, he, he and it won't end the way he originally planned it to at Leicester, which was probably getting a job that has come available over the last few weeks, the sort of jobs that have been coming available, like the Manchester United job, etc. Um, he was obviously hoping to leave on good terms, but if this does keep up, you know, I, I, I'm with Josh on this, I'm always going to faithfully back the manager, I do want him to get it turned around, but I, I am no idiot in the sense that I totally expect with the way our owners work that if we start dropping down to 14th, 15, 15th, 15, he won't be here in January. I'd, I'd, I'd be very firm in saying that Rogers continues this, he's probably got three or four games and if this continues then he won't be in charge
2: of, I think, of Leicester. I think- I think on and and you know I play devil's advocate here to to stir things up and get things going. <laughs> and, <laughs> you you may have noticed but no that that that, that that's my, that's my job in fairness. Um and I I I hope Rogers can turn it around because I think he is a good manager and he, it, we are looking at a long-term project. We're not looking at a one-year, two-year year stint. Um, but, Josh, you said there about uh, us underperforming this year. Have we overperformed? Were we punching above our weights the last two, two seasons?
0: I think it sort of maybe took... Towards the end, of probably towards the end of last season and maybe this season for me to sort of come to the conclusion that we've got a lot of players that depend on confidence in the self. I know that sounds daft because it's, you know, obviously the, better, the more games you're winning, the more confident you're going to be. But it's players like, you know, you look at Soyuncu, he's just, he's he's gone to pot really. He, he really has, you know, he does all right, fits and starts. He has, at the minute, he has the odd good game here and there. Um Madison when he's confident on, on his game as we've seen, you know, for the last what well, before this before tonight, probably two or three games where we thought we we're getting the old Madison back. Um again, it's it's obviously when conf- when confidence ain't high, you ain't gonna win games, and that goes without saying. But I don't really think we've got anybody in the team at the minute that's just gonna like just grab the grab the game by the scruff of the neck and say, Listen, that's the, you know, this ain't on, this ain't right. I've i have I said at the start of the season when Morgan retired, and obviously I you know Schumacher were captain for the majority of last season, even though Morgan was club cap- captain. I don't think I, I, this is just a little thing, really. You know, I'm, I'm not saying this to be all an end all, but we need a lead, we need an actual proper leader on the pitch, a captain on the pitch, because when it ain't going right, we need to. You know, you need you need somebody at least in the middle of the park to say, "Listen, lads, you know this is what we need to do." Blah, blah, blah. Rather than Casper at the other end of the pitch shouting things when players can't hear him and such, so it's just little things like that. Really, I know it's again, it's it's just it's small things, in, yeah. but in the grander scheme of things, it's may I don't know maybe a change in that could lift it. I'm just literally clutch, probably clutching at straws really more than anything because other yeah. than that, I don't I don't know. I don't know how all this turns around, to be honest with you. No. really
2: well, we've, got, we've got a vote going on. on the, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a, there's a vote there where you can vote. If, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, you can't vote on it, unfortunately. So get over YouTube, subscribe, please, and, and have a vote. It's basically simple question. Are you Rogers in or out? And at the moment, it's 50% both ways. Um, Brad, Joe's comment there. Uh, winning the FA Cup sounds over a terrible year from January. I mean, yes, from both both last two seasons we did fall away at the end of the uh, end of the season, and, and and I and I'm not comparing the two managers at all. But two words, Peter Taylor. We had a great run in with him. We were top of the league. We lost a game, and then it all went tits up. We went down, and. Again, you know, if we stay up this season, it might be because other teams are, are actually worse than us. But if it carries on into next season, you know, well, we're, <laughs> we're going to have this brand new, you know, a extended stadium and uh, and amazing area around it in, in the second tier.
3: Yeah, yeah, and obviously that will be the case if if, if it does get worse. I, I just don't see it. I think Leicester, on on a general and a whole basis, are far better as a club um, not just financially but how they are run and as we've seen with our owners you know short memories they, they, they went through a lot of managers in the championship let's not forget that as well but mm. what they've also done is, is made these appointments with the best intentions in mind they <coughs> they will act if Leicester you know they'll act in, the, in, in three or four games times if Leicester haven't changed their results and are still losing games uh, and, 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 and they're heading in the wrong direction, he'll be quick to act and get someone in to change the fortunes around. For the round. Um, The difference is, and we sat here, Chris, and I'm sure you were here at some point as well, Josh, no doubt, um, sat here when it came to that running, and it wasn't quite falling away in the league, but we were seeing a much more progressive improvement in the FA Cup performances, and then they were dropping in the league. You know, there was also a lot of us here saying that it looks like, you know, even us as fans were going, FA Cup, I'm not bothered about Champions League, we'll get the FA Cup. And maybe, and maybe in, it, it's kind of counteract what you add to what you were saying about Leicester overachieving in the last few years. Maybe the owners, especially last season, went, we're probably not going to get a better chance to win the FA Cup than what we're doing after... You know, remember when we got to the League Cup semi-finals and was knocked out by Villa? Shock horror! I hate that team. Um, that the focus and, and emphasis was on silverware as more than league success. And I think this year, Leicester owners were expecting to find that fine balance where they'd get out of the Europa Group and do well in it, it well enough in the league to still be competing for for Europe. It's not gone well in. Europe might not be the most desirable cup of coffee or tea to lift up at the end of the season, but you would look at it if Leicester finished sixth but won the, and won the Europa League Conference, all of a sudden it's, well, we scraped into Europe, but actually we won the competition that we needed to, to get European football anyway as well. So we double assured it. It, it. it all depends what happens over the next month and a half for me. Depends on where Leicester are going to do this season, if they're going to turn it around.
2: It's a difficult month, though, uh, Josh, December, to, to look at, you know. I mean, but then again, it would just be like Leicester to to go past Liverpool in the Cowboy Cup and get into the semis, um, to beat Manchester on Boxing Day, to to beat Liverpool in the second game and then lose to Newcastle and Everton. It wouldn't surprise you. It, it, it genuinely wouldn't. It, I think this season's just it's
0: totally been season of inconsistency for us you know it we're two or three games ago you're looking at it you know we <clears throat> excuse me we'd had the win in the Europa League we went on to beat Watford and then you sort of going going into the Southampton game thinking oh yeah sounds you know this is, is is winnable this is and then you know you get a draw out of that which is I thought, a four, game we should have won really um and then like you say now we've lost two games on the bounce and you're thinking when's the next win gonna come really and um, I agree totally, mate. I, I, like I, when we were messaging during the game, us, is, I says I literally cannot predict anything anymore this season because I don't know what Leicester I'm going to get, what le- what Leicester's going to come out and watch. Although I will say, I think the last few games, um, I think attacking wise, we've been a lot, lot better. You know, we seem to be creating creating more chances than what we were usually. You know, I think we sort of uh, slowly, sort of. Slowly improving on breaking teams down. Maybe we're not right there just yet, but I think we're getting there with that. So, if I mean, if I were Brendan, I'd just say, you know what, attackers, you go on the old pitch, do what you want, and then just spend a good, a good week yeah. with the defender, just constructing on defence for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just inconsistency, mate, and unfortunately, I think it's, we're just going to have to suck it and see this season and. Hope for the best, really.
2: I'm playing this more and more often. My answer I'll is say. I don't have the first damn clue. But maybe, maybe actually, Brad is a bit of a psychic and he knows how we're going to play. Uh, an attack. I believe it was.
3: Had a shot. It had a shot. That's 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 getting edited not it? That's getting YouTube.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were we were shot. But Brad, are, are you with us, Brad? Yeah, I was coming. <laughs> are, are yeah, you, are you still there? Good. Um, when, when you look at the team and the, the, the squad that we had, I, I was I was very confident.
3: Yeah, I mean, you look at the team every week, and it, again, it's detriment to the work we've done in the transfer window. I mean, granted, due to a few circumstances at the club, the bench was probably a bit stripped of um,
2: imposing... I don't know, we, we've got we've got um what, what's he called, Ewing from Dallas the TV show, Bobby Ewing he, he's, he, he was available on the bench <laughs> and, and you know Brendan's gone and got Jason McAteer out of uh, retirement to, to sit on the bench for us Prime Jason yeah. McAteer <laughs> you know, Yeah, yeah.
3: paid for us as well, didn't he, for a bit <laughs>
2: But oh, I mean, but... you know, you, that you know, looking at that, that I mean, they said, it, it, you know, if you if you brought, you know, if if you picked that team, Brad on a on a Saturday, um, we'd be, you know, we'd we'd be happy with that, wouldn't we? It was it was a good team.
3: Yeah, and again, there's, there's, there's probably not too many teams um sides that you could put together with Leicester's twenty five man squad that wouldn't be looked on as a as a bad thing it'd be looked on as a as a very good you know a very good start no. in 11 but the problem is mate that you know like we're sick of conceding from corners and talking about it every week I'm sick of saying it about the team I'm sick of looking at a team going that looks good and then wondering what yeah. happens on the pitch because it's just a, it's just a bit baffling sometimes because it doesn't matter what lineup it is it doesn't matter what shape it is you know we all agree that it looks good. We can all say, all right, yeah, that's not bad, considering he's on the pitch. That's probably the formation we expected up and blah, 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 and all this rubbish. But it's no good if it's not doing it on the pitch. Unfortunately for Leicester right now, they just cannot seem to get it started and and, and on a consistent basis. I mean, three tonight, two against Villa, two against Southampton, two against Arsenal, two against Chelsea. Maybe you could say, all right, Chelsea, they're in good form. You could accept it. But, Two against Brighton, we cannot go the rest of the season, you know, conceding two goals because we're not going to keep up scoring opponents. You know, two, this two. Exactly
2: I don't... what this. This is exactly what the commentator said. You know, yeah. Leicester players are going into these games thinking we've got to score two to to win this. But I mean, at the start of the game, Josh, we had. A good chance ourselves that uh, that, that was just missed. Uh, Barnford a good crossing. Was it was it Castagne? I think that that, mm. that shot it straight at the goalkeeper. But then four minutes in, four minutes, and we we one down. Are we trying to break a record? I think somebody said, and uh, and have the quick conceded the quickest goal in European football history. At this rate, at this rate, the, the opposition will score before we've kicked off.
0: I'll be honest with you, mate. I literally just um, tuned in as as we had that chance. Um, I left the room, took the toilet, come back, and I'll be honest. When I seen one nil down, I've shown no emotion really. It was just a case of oh well, <laughs> there's yeah. there, there's the obligatory at least one goal we're going to concede. It it just doesn't surprise me, mate, anymore when we concede. Um, I think I'll be more shocked when we actually get a get a clean sheet. Um, <laughs> It, I think uh, we've said this a few times this season mate it's just a case of it. it's going into every game thinking we know we're going to concede so we need to at least score two just to win really yeah. um, and I think I read somewhere tonight that so far this season across all competitions we've conceded like 40 goals which is crazy it's
3: yeah.
0: it, it's, it's, uh, it's ridiculous it, it, it is Brad it is it, it, and, it, it, you know, if it carries on, then I don't... But the thing is, it's like, we've had, you know, we've had we had the majority of this back line last season. Well, we did have the, the old, more or less the whole back line, back line last season. And I can't remember us being this bad defensively. Like, I know obviously towards the end of the season, we were losing games. But I can't remember us being this bad defensively. And every time, you know, you can see the set piece or a corner and you think to yourself, God, like, there's a massive chance they could score this because just look at total six and sevens and I think to be fair, the the one positive I take out of it is we've conceded that many goals this season. Now I just completely, I completely feel numb to it. Whereas before I used to get really angry. Now I'm just like, well, it is to be expected. And it's sad. It's sad to think that, but that's just the way it's going at the minute. Unfortunately.
2: Two no down after 24, Brad, and it was one reversal from uh, King Power.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was, and uh, there's a real big issue that Leicester seem to have with slow starts, and it's not just slow starts to the game in general, it's slow starts to both sets of halves, because <clears throat> the first 20 minutes was fairly slow, but we were slower and less awake, and, and, and even though we were probably edging the game on uh, in terms of controlling and looking, <coughs> excuse me, looking the livelier of the two sides, uh, we found ourselves 2-0 da- down because we were just getting caught out. Um, I'll touch on it on, on the segment on the tactical part, but it, it's defensive. The way we tend to, to, to move across the pitch to, to try and press our opponent, we do it. We have not changed that, and I don't think we've changed the way we approach trying to hush Hustle and our opponents in about 12 to 14 months. And but it wasn't, I don't think there was any zonal marking today. I could have been wrong. I didn't see all the corners there. I don't think Napoli had that many, and before I don't I
2: don't think I don't think we've gone back to marking ourselves yet. I think that was
3: No, we definitely haven't gone back to having a huddle with ourselves, which was really embarrassing. The lesson about it the better, but the problem is is, is we're trying to say, it, it's almost as if they're going, oh, right, well, that was the issue. Right, well, we'll fix that. And then the rest of his staff or whatever are going, yeah, but boss, there's this issue as what? Well. No, 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 we'll fix that issue. That will solve the problems. It, it does seem sometimes like Leicester are trying to only fix one problem at a time, but instead of working on the one problem, going, right, now we've got that. Let's keep working on that problem, but let's shift that attention and training to fixing the other problem and combining it all. It's like, well, that worked for a bit. Now it's not. What other problem is it? Well, this is the problem. All right, well, now we'll fix that. Forgetting that we haven't still completely fixed the the first problem. It's just, it is baffling. It's it's baffling. And the same thing happens on the training ground, mate. I can't remember the last time I watched the training ground, Leicester City video they uploaded, where I didn't hear the words, five-yard pass, five-yard pass
2: fiberpass ask <laughs> up the goals mate great accent there <laughs> sounds nothing like your <laughs> is like I, I can never remember which tory have we got colo or is Kolo, know, you was it colo we got
3: i don't know but you had it, it man, didn't it,
2: sound man. like him anyway but i mean Kolo. Josh, i mean <sighs> When I look at <laughs> the, the figures, Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but just to, to back that up, do you know which of our players has probably, well, not probably has got done the most passes this season, Josh?
0: I'd probably say Johnny Evans, Soyuntu.
2: Well, Stanley you. you you're quite right there. It it, it is actually um, uh, Soyuncu. Yeah. Now passes you know you're telling me are you on about are actual passes that have made it to the team. They, they just <laughs> call it passes on the Leicester City website. You know? Yeah, that's probably why then. Tillemans has got 532. soyunchu 806. Because we were still. Passing it around at the back. I mean, we, we, we weren't as bad as we have been. And I say, I don't think we've, with the zonal marking, he does seem to sort of um, uh, maybe kick that on the head as he said he was going to. But it, it, it I just, there was no urgency about the team, was that we would 3 0 down, oh, sorry, 2 0 down, and then. Johnny Evans and I'm sure this would have pissed Craig off because he doesn't like Johnny Evans Johnny Evans scored his second goal in a few games and I I unfortunately because my my link was streaming I didn't see the Dewsbury Hall goal but it was suddenly 2-2 and we didn't take it we were on the up they were on the ropes and we didn't take advantage, did we? Oh, that was to me or Josh? Oh, that was to Josh, sorry (laughs)
0: Um... Yeah, we seem to sort of take his foot off the gas a bit. Um, I, they were there for the taking tonight. I think um, at two two. I, I mean, I know again. I know we were messaging then at two two. I thought, you know what, we can, we could genuinely go on and win this. And I thought if we got the third and the fourth to come. And there was there was one point. I mean, this was it was two two. Probably about five minutes into the second half. And again, this is just it's just a prime example of. I think I love Harvey Barnes and I think he's he's got the ability to become I, I it sounds like a bit of an over exaggeration, but he's got the ability and I he's got the ability to become one of the best wingers in the league. I personally believe that he's got the pace he's, when he drives at defenders, he could be quite effective. But there were one point, like I say, about five minutes into the second half where sometimes it's just like he's got tunnel vision where he was running down the left. And Castagna is in absolutely acres of space on the right. All he's got to do is slip him in, and it, it's a chance to get three two up. Really, Either Castagna shoots, or he cuts it back, and somebody else has a shot. I'm screaming yeah. at the t- I'm screaming at the TV like I, I, I couldn't believe that he didn't he didn't find him. And it's little things like that where you look back on it now and you think, God, that's a massive chance that is. And you know you get three two up, and they'll come out as more, and then we could catch them on the count. So the. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's it's hard to sort of analyze it straight after the game because your emotions are all over the place, isn't it, But
2: well, that's why the that's why the shows are so much fun. <laughs> 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 Although but but no. Brad will be showing us all how how, how to do a, a, a good an, a, analytic review of the game uh, later on. <laughs> but Brad, second half, I mean, you know, we conceded after four minutes in the first half. We conceded after seven minutes in the second half. I mean, I just don't know what we know. We've got this expensive training facility. What are we doing it on there other than getting all the players injured?
3: Honestly, I'm struggling to to know because right now, you know, our defence is such a shambles. I think they'd miss a three-yard pop on the new training golf course, wouldn't they? They'd, you wouldn't want them on your golf inside because you'd feel like they'd mess that up somehow, wouldn't they? Because it's just yeah. it it it's a very negative um or you could look at it in a different way and say maybe it's an over cockiness approach to defending. I really don't like the way we go about it because, and again, I'll come on to it, but we leave ourselves so open on one side or the other. It, it, and the way we go about it is if go, well, if you don't go that way, you're not going this way, you're not going that way. So go for it. And, it's, and, and every opposition, you look at our goals over the last four or five weeks, you'll probably see it's a ball that's stuck on the one side, they wiggle away from it because we're not quite pressing enough to pick up the second and third ball, even if we do get an interception. And then all of a sudden, it's pinged out to the opposite side and they've got 20 yards to run either direct towards the goal or on that that other side and and have a free chance to put the ball in the net. You just can't do that at any level, let alone in a European competition and in the Premier League because you're going to get Absolutely scolded for it, and we're getting scolded for it. Like I said, just, you know, just to name the teams again that I that I named that we have conceded two or two or more goals against. Even when we've won, Man United and Watford, we've conceded to, You know, this group. I mean, I said before we came on, didn't I, Chris and just Josh? I said to you both that we didn't lose that we didn't get knocked out of the Europa League on tonight's performance. We got knocked out on tonight. We got knocked out on the. the the League of Warsaw defeat, the one-all draw. We we, we proved that we're very fortunate that Pats and Daka was an absolute uh, super Saiyan, if you know Dragon Ball Z, against Moscow, because we conceded three then and just about did it because of Pats and Daka. And tonight, again, it was the collective performances over six games is the reason we are not in this competition anymore. Uh, the damage was already done, you know, I don't mind losing to Napoli 3-2 to a degree because if you'd have told me at the start of the season, you know, that's your group, I'd have looked at Napoli and Leicester and gone, I'll take not losing at home and maybe nicking a draw at Napoli. But the fact that the other results have been just as poor, um, minus the two wins, is the reason we're out tonight. So, you know, this is just the icing on the cake.
2: Yeah, I did say, Josh, amid, um, in, in one of the other shows, it was the group of death. You know, when you look at the our uh, last two attempts in Europe, in the Champions League, we couldn't have picked a better group if we'd have, you know, cho- chosen it ourselves. And, you know, last season as well in the Europa League, it was a very easy group compared to what we've got now. And, you know, if we were being honest... And taking off the blue tinted spectacles, um, I don't know if they've arrived yet or not, Brad. But take off the blue tinted spectacles, then you know we, it was going to be a tough game. You know, you've got teams in there that are actually used to playing in the Champions League, uh, but again, they weren't—they aren't good enough at the moment to do it. But it, it was like it was like that Group F in in, in the uh, in the Euros, wasn't it? Anybody could have gone through at different times of the night.
0: Yeah, I mean, like like you say, it's Napoli was always going to be tough. Um, I mean, the, the the home game, you got to think that we we were lucky to get a draw. To be honest with you, I know we were tune it up and then they pulled, but they had they had they had plenty of chances that night, and they had the first team out really. So, um, but tonight is like like old Brad says. I mean, you know, you you don't want as much as you know. We could all say it. Napoli are a, they're a football they are a footballing giant, really. You know they play yeah. European football, whether it be Champions League, Europa League. You know they used to playing in these competitions, but what's frustrated to me tonight is that the team they've put out. They were there to be got at. They, they really uh-huh. were, and it was a, it, it was it was a massive chance for us tonight. And again, it's just three just complete. Just cock-ups defensively. That, that has cost us. I mean, I know, in going back to what Brad says, it's not just tonight where we've, we've failed in the group. It is mm-hmm. over the course of the campaign. And it, it really is. And we've, we've not done enough. And, you know, you go back to the um, Legia Warsaw missing a penalty tonight, which could have put us through. It'd have just papered over the cracks, mate. It would it'd be something yeah. that I personally I'd have been I'd have I'd have been a bit embarrassed about to be honest with you. I'd it had it gone our yeah. way because we wouldn't, you know, we we, we ones to deserve to have gone through But fair play. But it got knocked out by Boston, um, well, I mean. mate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in, in fair, fairness, fair in fairness, Brad, when you look at the group and Spartak Moscow, I mean Napoli are one of the favourites to win it outright, the whole thing. And Spartak Moscow have gone through top of that group. Deservedly so they beat Napoli, who were one of the favourites to win the whole thing twice in this group. Um, when they've played them. They've beaten them twice. And of course, I mean they only they were, you know, th- was it 3-0 up against us at one point? Um and Drew 1-1. One, so one, they deserve it, don't they?
3: No, they they do, and and look, as disappointing as it is to end this group in third place. Um It kind of just touched on the point you just made. This is, and whether we like it or not, we can sit there and go, yeah, but on paper, we shouldn't be finishing third in this group. And maybe we shouldn't be. We probably shouldn't be on paper. We should probably definitely be getting top two. But this is only our third European venture. Um, On technicality or not, we've still continued our European journey for the third European venture in a row, and then teams in there probably have 30 European ventures collectively between them, if, if not Napoli on their own. I wouldn't be surprised with, that, with how long they've been established as a European side for. So, may, may, maybe maybe the expectation needs to be reined in a little bit from us as fans. Maybe we should have looked at this <laughs> week and gone, well, third, third year, only our second in Europa League. You It know, doesn't matter how good your squad is, unless you're putting out a Man City or a Liverpool or a Chelsea-style squad, we've seen it. Look at Arsenal, pure biggest example. Look at their squad. Struggle. Tottenham got knocked out by a bunch of plumbers and plasterers, you know, last season. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United, you know, yes, they made the final, but David De Gea couldn't, couldn't save anyone. So, you know, they were doomed to lose that. But Arsenal have gone out. they finished eight. Tottenham are so poor, they're trying to get out of the conference that's, that's, that's made for them. Um, so maybe maybe we need to, maybe this is a reality check for the fans that we look at the next European venture, whenever that is, hopefully it's next season. And if we get a similar um, sort of group, we look at that and go, mm, okay, this is going to be tough. This isn't going to be a pushover. Mm. We're going to have to really be on our game. Um, and, it, you know, There'll be things that happen over January and in the summer where maybe we continue with these. I don't. No, I don't want to say like ease off on these gems like your is and your Fafanas etc. and your Tillemans's, but maybe looking at these players that have played in the Champions League and Europa League and are in the thirties because they they have done as well. The Robert Hoos mm. and the Vincente Boras, you know, and 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 the Morgans in in, in their well, Morgan Moore is earlier 30s and his late 30s for us, but that goes without saying for Morgan. But, you know, maybe we do need that experienced head that's 28 to 30 in the team for the next four years that can maybe, and I'd agree with a statement, um, that we put the captain's armband on maybe someone that's outfield. I feel maybe yeah. that's what we need, because I feel that's what we're lacking. <laughs> we're lacking something.
2: We are. Uh, I mean, I... I you know, you you sell me on that straight away because I don't, nothing against Casper, I just don't agree with um, uh, goalkeepers as captains. But Josh, something that, that Brad mentioned there, he mentioned Manchester City. I mean, let's not forget, up until recently, they were, well, they still are, I suppose, one of the richest clubs in the world. I mean, they, they qualified for the UEFA Cup when they came back, sort of, you know, the, the, the late 2000s when they had the new owners, They only only got into it the first couple of seasons by the fair play entry. They didn't actually Mm. qualify for it. And then in the first one, they got knocked out in the second round. In the second one, they did get through to the quarterfinals. And then in the Europa League, the season after, uh, by finishing fifth, they got uh, knocked out in the round of 16. Um, But then in 2011-12, then again, you know, but for the first three or four seasons, as Brad made the point there, they weren't getting past really the the they the, only just getting out of the group and not always managing that.
0: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, because the game's just finished, I've not thought about it rationally. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do. I, I, I think you're right. I, you know, we do look at it as. With blue tinted spectacles, mate, we really do because we just want the best for our club, and you know, we we obviously we want to win every game. And but I think obviously the thing that maybe don't help, maybe maybe it don't help us, but like with the media buy-ins, you know, the the Premier League, the best best league in the world, and by all means, it, it probably is. So you, you sort of expect English teams to do a lot better than what maybe they do, especially in like the Europa League, you could say. So. um I don't know. I mean, now you've said that, it's maybe not feel too bad, to be honest with you, because look at where Man City are now. We might look back on this yeah. in six, seven years as Champions League winners, Premier League, multiple Premier League winners, and we'll probably look look back at this footage of ourselves and piss ourselves really. Do you know what yes.
3: yeah. I mean? Yes. Yeah. You really have to you down
2: a bottle of brandy before you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true. It was, not you know, what Brad said, this yeah. is only our third season in Europe. And, and yes, you know, we all get passionate and the, the better we do, the better we expect to do. And I mean, I think I've said yeah. this to you before, Brad, whether the last two seasons we have over, overperformed, and, you know, we, we other teams that have now, have now caught us up. Um, I mean, yeah, let, let me, let me just come to you on this one then, because you both said Rogers may, may, may go in January time. Um, who who would who would you bring in, Brad? First of all, yeah, I'll let Brad go first. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, cheers, mate.
3: I'll find that boss for you to throw me under. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's not the easiest one. Um, I mean, I I know they're not doing great at the moment, and I, I can't really see it. And people might again jump at the form, but. There was a few facts to go along with it. Funny I use that word, but I I could see us prying Rafa out of Everton. Um, And people might say, Everton, look at where they are, Brad. Not a a chance. You look at their structure, the way Everton and the board have dished out the money and who they've had in charge and who they keep sacking. It's not a surprise that Everton are actually so disjointed. Managers barely get a year. Don't actually get a lot of money in comparison, and and more managers are expected to give instant success on on a, on a basis of they've got to get rid of the players that are no good in their eyes and try and bring in a yeah. player that you know they've got they got to replace these four or five players with about 60, 70 million. and yeah. all right Rafa did, didn't really spend much but we don't know a what he was able to spend if it was anything at all. And that Everton team, minus Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison and maybe one or two others, is actually probably just a glamorous Newcastle. Yeah. I, I still yeah. think Rafa yeah. is a good job. Hell, I'd take yeah. Jose Mourinho. Say I'd take Steve Bruce. have taken Steve Bruce at the start, if you,
2: if you remember. <laughs> Josh, yeah. are you... A, a, who who, who, uh, who, who, in your mind, could take over from Brendan? If he says Graham Potter, you're snapped. I was going to say no. that.
3: <laughs> um, Craig Levine
0: and bring in uh, Alan Mabry and Mark DeVries as his coaches.
2: <laughs> hey, oh, hey, I think no. I think Mark McGee's still in management, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I, I don't. I'm only. i don't only asked this because somebody's going to ask it before the end of the shows. So I thought I'd get it out the way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think we would get in a manager from another club. I think it'd be someone out of work. So, you know, how many sort of good managers are out of work? Really?
3: Yeah. yeah. Get that, my option out retirement. There's your answer, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> right. somebody, somebody said. Get why Oh, so, boy Hodgson he he'd Hudson. get violent taking corners. So, somebody <laughs> said to me the other day,
0: um, we were chatting to somebody at work, and he was uh, a Derby County fan. We were just talk about football, and he was saying, Um, you who, who, who would you get in then? Who would you get in? I, cause I just says, you know, there's like we said tonight, you know, chance are if, if nothing gets sorted within the next three or four games, then Rogers could be out, really who's who would you want and I could I could blot blots and I I genuinely couldn't give an answer but he was he was yeah. talking about Allardyce and I laughed at the time right? but he did say he says defensively would sort you out which is fair enough but I couldn't live with that type of football unfortunately I mean and I do maybe, like maybe, Allardyce I really do maybe we should get not, three not managers
2: in a manager for the defense a manager for the midfield and a manager <laughs> for the attack but,
0: like, I'm just going gonna... like to do in American football do that sort
2: yes. of thing. Yeah, Um, David S. I just want to you've said there you don't want to compare, but how many years of West Ham been in it with their tight squad? They've made mincemeat of their group while still performing great in Premier League. So no, we bottled it. Sorry. I think if you speak to any West Ham fan, and I've spoken to a few this season, they will admit as, as as I did earlier for last season, they have got an easy group in the Europa. They've got the group in the Europa that we had last season. And they, they they couldn't believe the look. It's the group they would have chosen. And yes, I think if we'd have been in that group, no guarantee, but I think we might have done done a bit better. Um, not, only on that that, not
0: only that, not only that. Just just on that, Chris, and I think you're absolutely yeah. spot on. You 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 could. He's right. You know, he's, he's saying you don't want to compare how many you know how many years West Ham have been in it. But mm-hmm. you look at West Ham's season this season in the league and in their Europa League campaign pretty much identical to us last season yep. so it's it, it's like it is it's like that really so yeah you you spot on with that chris really i mean yeah. uh, having the group that they have is is them out and yeah they're doing great guns in the league but seeing if they can consecutive consecutively do it which yes yeah to be
2: seen. and see, see if they can stay stay up there as well dan says <laughs> here if there's one thing i admire uh from this stream is the passion Maybe this should be played to the players in a team meeting, not to quote Warner, but you've got to die to get three points. Um, I'll remind you of that after weekend results, Dan. You know How many points have Burnley got? <laughs> I know what you're saying, though, Dan. I know what you're saying. We're not going to be in Europe next season. Hey, maybe that might be not a bad thing. It may be a season, couple of seasons to get us back in. As, I, as I've often said, this season might be our reality check season. And then next season, when we, you know, if we don't have Europe and we can concentrate on, on the Premier League, who knows? Uh, Becom Josie Mourinho? No, no, no. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him if you paid me. Um, Big Sam, uh House Allardyce says to Dan, you can have him, mate. Big Sam says Michael Scott, Frank Lampard with John Terry's assistant, um, what a Dan bridge on the
3: staff as well.
2: Yeah, jokes aside, Dyes would work wonders defensively. Emery, maybe. Um that would be a laugh. Rafa comes and brings Gray with him. Oh God. <laughs> <y'all>. Um <laughs> I mean let, let, let's um I mean when when you when you look at this the stats, it was pretty Pretty even, and I know you're not a stat man um, at, at all, really, uh, Brad. But, no. but looking at looking at those, I mean, you know, big chances, pretty equal passes, pretty equal touches, pretty equal tackle. You know, it it was an an even game, but what I I just don't understand why when we've 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 been two down and we've come back, why couldn't we come back? the the because uh, we didn't, you know, seem to had a couple of chances. But, you know, it was like, we can't do this again.
3: Well, it's because we rattled Napoli. Napoli did the job, they saw 2-0, and you could tell by the manager's reaction to how quickly they conceded at 2-0 up. Uh, And and, and coming in at half-time, you could tell the manager was really annoyed that his players just seemed to go 2-0 up and then just go, that's it, that's the game, we've done what we needed to do, Leicester won't come back, la da la. da drinks are on me, sort of thing. But when Leicester got level, and again, I'll touch on it in a minute or two when we get to it, but the thing is Leicester were probably the more attacking side out of the pair of them. Uh, Out of the pair of teams tonight, they probably had or or attempted to create half chances at least, if not actual chances. The the biggest problem is is as soon as we had a slow start to the second half and Napoli got themselves in front, there's something about a team like Napoli that if you play that way where they literally dropped off an extra five yards onto our team, as they already were, I mean, their goal, we had two on three Mm. in the box. And when we were crossing it into the box, it didn't matter who had the ball, whether it was Dewsbury Hall, whether it was Bertrand, whether it was Castagne crossing that ball into the box, it was five on two in Napoli's favour. You're never ever going to score a goal if you're crossing it into two blokes against five or six defenders. Just not going to. I mean, maybe if less defended because they can't defend corners, but apart from us, nobody else is going to concede from across from forty yards out when the six people marking two. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, that, and that that was. You have to give credit to Napoli to be able to manage that game the way they did because they they yeah. they stifled us. You know, we needed that momentum mm. to swing so far in our favour in that first half that we needed to probably come in in that first half three to all, not to all. Yeah. But again, because we turned so far, we shouldn't have been turning it in the first place if we wanted to win this tonight.
2: Well, I think it's that it's that time. So, Brad, this is where you and me can go and um, use the toilet and get us something to eat and put the kettle on. <laughs> so we'll uh, we're going to have um, just uh, a few minutes here of Brad's tactical review of the game. <laughs>
3: Uh, good evening, everybody. I'm going to try and yet again solve the issue that Leicester City can't seem to fix. So this the, today's lesson, we figured that they can actually defend from set pieces and not have to zone or mark and hook each other. But they're still making other mistakes. And the one I really want to touch about is Leicester, the, the, the high press errors that Leicester keep making. In this situation, and um, for those of you that are listening on the podcast, I will try and be as visual as I can with my explanation. But obviously, we've got blue markers here and orange ones there. So obviously, um, this is the last of defence. The issue was that when a ball was played into this area, and obviously you'd have the Napoli attack trying to breach them gaps, probably really pushing more into the players than going past them, but kind of doing a mix of that in between. The problem is is all Leicester's defence was worried about was getting back as quick as possible to the ball, whichever way they end up getting to it, and then they were sending that ball straight back to the goalkeeper. And the thing is, when that high press is like that, what that doesn't allow is any recovery from anywhere, from here onwards, cannot recover in time, for Casper to play a short ball to the recovering defence to so then play an instant ball forward to get Leicester on the front floor. When Leicester was slow and methodical and we were passing it around the back, it was purely on their own basis. I'll try and give another example of it here for Napoli's uh decisive goal on the night. let clear that off. There goes the player He must have gone it must have gone down quicker than an Italian on a football pitch. Um but for the goal and this is one of the things that I will touch touch on. And this was the same And it didn't matter if it was in our own box, if it was at the halfway line, it was the edge of their box. Let's do a defensive you. And what I mean by that is a guy will have the ball on the wing. So someone will stand relatively near him. Someone will then stand just a little bit on in case that person gets beat. And then another player will stand roughly here trying to cut out anybody running through that gap. So you've got, a really awkward shape here because I'm hard to do it side-headed, but you've got a defensive view, and this is what I was talking about, about leaving one side open, that concentrates on any potential danger coming through here, again, with these players, which would be three players in that sort of position, to try and force the man to stay out wide. But what that allows them to do is give him all this area, my pen's dying on me, to cross the six-yard box this guy can get the ball and they don't change it, they don't really change it. They don't notice that he's drifted in from the right hand side, the ball gets played across. You can't attack it if you're a goalkeeper. Brad, you
2: might just want to move change your camera a little bit because we're losing the, the right winger there a bit, I think.
3: Right winger, which one are you losing, mate? The the top, the top one. Oh, sorry, do apologize. Yeah. Um yeah. let me just back that up. Is that is that better? That looks yeah, good. that's brilliant, man. Okay. So the problem is, is Leicester attacking in this U being so cautious of what's coming through this area here, which is on that attacking right side in this case, uh, that they're not noticing the the midfielder or, or attacker coming around the back of them because they're so worried about what's going on that what Leicester really do is up until that ball comes across is Leicester, have all, all their defenders were looking at one thing and one thing only. And it wasn't the on-rushing players. It wasn't the person on the ball. It was the ball in general. They followed that ball and they do it in a defensive unit all around. And that's why that ball, when it came across, was left free. And that's why Napoli got the goal. So when they do it in an in, in, in attacking sense and they're pushing in up towards and try and score past Napoli, they, they don't change it either. And this is what I mean why it's so obvious. Because let's just say that Leicester are pressing Napoli out on the left. What they do is they form a U around the person who's got the ball, form a identical U So the pressing here on the left hand side, in a cuddled cool formation, you'll have a Napoli player there. And then every time, and you go back and watch the game, on the halfway line, in the defensive half, in our box, didn't matter where it was didn't matter which side it was, even if it was switched over to this side, you had the same defensive style you, where the pressure was realistically put around the ball and the closest to it, which was probably one or two Napoli players at the time, and I do apologise that the camera keeps moving and it can't sort that out. So what that meant is, is, if Napoli could get away with it and get their loose pass off, that they then had a free option to spread the ball out wide and then all of a sudden Leicester became like a flying V and, you know, the Italians falling over again. Can't help that, it's the Italians. They'd come in a flying V in urgency to then try and smother the gap, to let them catch up, to reshuffle themselves and just go into another defensive view. And Leicester did that at every stage of the pitch. Like I said, when they were running out of the box, when they were trying to press them, At the halfway line and when they were running back facing the goal biggest problem is is just nobody seems to be looking at what's going on around them and behind them they're so focused on playing chase the ball that they're just leaving so many obvious gaps and spaces and it's just not working for us and what we still figure today uh, that we still haven't been able to figure out is when we find ourselves in a position Any particular point in the game where we're chasing the game, whether we're 1-0 down, 2-0 down, and especially in the second half, is we don't know what to do when teams go from pressing us like that to dropping back. Five yards! (laughs) Five yards (laughs) is all they have to drop back. And our defence in the field, when they get that ball, don't know what to do with it. They don't know if to press forward. They don't know if to step sideways like they normally do. So what normally happens is Leicester go, Oi, keeper, have the ball. We don't know what to do with it. The problem is, it's that predictable. I don't think I could do I don't need to do this tactical analysis for this because I think Josh could have picked up one of the issues that Leicester are having. The defensive view, the one-sided focus and the following of the ball and not the player. Is what's constantly costing Leicester. Um, it's just one problem after another, Chris.
2: But yeah, yeah,
3: that's that's the main exploits of uh, tonight's game.
2: Can I just say it was, it was nice to see the fact that you've uh, uh, managed to come up with something different <laughs> for, for, for the game? it's not the same thing every week, you know. And oh, um, could do, mate. No, couldn't I? That's the thing. That's the <coughs> sad thing. Yeah. Oh, th- thank you for that, Brad. As always, um, maybe maybe we could do with you dipping down to the training field and, and doing that. Um, yeah, I'll shout 10-yard pass and that's, <laughs> Um Man of the match, player of the match, and this is what um, Alan, who obviously does our uh, official one for the website, lestitlydye.com, has gone. Um, man of the match, I'd have to agree with him, Kieran Dewsby-Hall. Manager two I don't know if he deserves that to be honest with you, team four come to you first of all, Josh, agree, disagree ah, uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with that mate um I thought, and it's it's a shame
0: really that you know one of the youngest players we've got and one of the most probably inexperienced you know um Premier League and Europa league players for us, yeah. is, is putting put the best show in, to be honest with you. I, I agree with that, mate. I thought Jules looked like he wanted it all game. Um, you was always there as an option to pass, too. He, he ran his socks off, took his goal really well, deserved his goal. It's just a shame that his goal ain't really gone to count for
2: anything, unfortunately. Brad, yourself? I the numbers. Uh
3: I think the only reason the team get such a low numbers because they're following the instructions of the man sat in the dugouts. Uh, I think there were some players that showed the urgency. and you know we, we did have good moments in that, and in in, in both halves we weren't completely terrible, uh, as it may have seen. It's just when push came to shove, as as you could say, Napoli's moments were more critical and more crucial and more taken advantage of than, than Leicester for with their scenarios. Um, but, yeah, twos and fours, I can understand why Jewsbury Hall was the only one I'd put a name on saying did anything for any note that looked hungry, that looked like he wanted to keep us in Europe. Yeah. Um, but you are got to keep seeing these scores. I mean, the, the one thing that is kind of worrying is how many seasons... Are Leicester going to have where we're talking about a youth player and we're going to be talking about Dewsbury Hall probably come the end of the season? Going well, he probably played more games than he would have been expecting because we did the same with Thomas, we did the same with James Justin. I know, all right, injuries, fair yeah. dues, but we had Chillwell, so there wasn't always a need for him to be there. Do we? And he is
2: 23. he's 23, not, he's not youth, really. He's in, El- all right.
3: Yeah. Okay, Jews be called fair, fair do is No, 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 I, I take your
2: point, but I'm just saying, how much longer can we actually call these people youth players when, you know, they're yes. 23? And Rooney, yeah. at that age, had probably had about five, five full seasons under his belt. Yeah, but
3: I also remember in the 90s when we used to have uh, Sam McMahon and players like that coming up at 23 being called youngsters. I mean, we saw him Graham Fenton from Blackburn when he was, what, about 23, 24? And he will still look to as a player that's going kind to of break into the team getting there. It's just a completely different game. I, I understand do, well, you that could uh, have been, been knocking on the door for a few
2: seasons. The, the age I am, you could either. probably put uh, Alan Birchnell back on and I could call him a youth player.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get to each of you individually. <laughs> <Greg now>. Fenton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and first of all, um, I'm going to talk to you each quickly about one player separately. So first of all, I will come to you, Josh. Um, would you have started Daka tonight or Vardy? Vardy hasn't scored in Europe very easily because we've not played him, and I'm not. Having a, that's not a criticism. He hasn't. Daka, when when Napoli know that this is the guy that got four in one game, surely just seeing when not and he's not on the score sheet, you're thinking, "Ooh, that's good."
0: Hindsight's a wonderful thing, and looking back on it. I would have started Dakar. Yeah, I think Vardy were ineffective tonight. Really, I think Dakar would have offered us a lot more. I think the Napoli defence mm. and and maybe have been a bit more, a bit more cautious and a bit more wary of Dakar started. <clears throat> Excuse me, but yeah, I, I'd have definitely started Dakar also because I thought he I thought he played really well on Sunday as well, and I thought that merited his. Um, Merited a start for him, and like I say, his Europa League campaign this season speaks for itself. So, yeah. for me, for me, yeah, he, he should have started.
2: I think. I think, as I say, it's just as as a Lazio player, I would be more worried, or a Lazio defender, about Daka being on because of what he's done this season in the Euros. Mm. Brad, I'm going to ask you about Casper, um, because there's a lot of people out there. I mean, you know what he's done for the club. The saves are made, games he's kept us in, obviously is amazing. Um, you can blame the defence in front of him for so much, but he you know, he is part of that defence, he is trying to organise that defence. Is it time to rest him and bring Ward in?
3: I mean, I wouldn't argue against it. I mean, it's probably the first time since Peggy off had that I've had a second choice keeper that I trust to step in and have a good run of games in the Premier League and not be fearing that we're going to get thumped more than two or three goals past us at the moment. I would be interested to make the call and say, you know, last season I said, and a lot of people agreed with me, that Madison was given a hell of a lot of responsibilities. And I think they've fallen back into the trap of trying to make the most of Madison on form by putting him on every single corner And free kick again which I think is ridiculous Um, but I think maybe I wouldn't be against Ward getting a start against Newcastle, again I'd be very happy for him Um, I'm kind of glad he didn't start tonight because I think this is a horrible sort of game when you've not played a lot of football in fact you probably played more football for your country than you have Mm. for your league side um, that you don't really want to be coming into that because you're you no game time, etc. But Newcastle, I, I, I'd be happy to see it with. But my first step, maybe if I'm Brendan, is going to Casper and going right. I'm sorry, but as much as you are great with your voice, I need you to focus on your job, which is to race out the box, make these saves, get the ball kicked up. I don't need you taking two minutes second goal kick because you're trying to position every Tom Dick and Harry around the pitch, Evans. Take the armband. You are the captain out on that pitch. I don't care if you give him a Morgan role and say he's like the joint captain in the in it, you know, it in the changing room sort of thing. Yeah, you can have a captain that doesn't do his voice work but does it on the pitch. But I think maybe it's time that we give it to an outfield player like Evans. Yeah. Give that experience, head the job.
2: I mean, well, yep, yeah, a uh, point well made, and. <sighs> We are still in Europe, I guess. Um, And I remember saying at at the start of the season, you know, we've got to think we're we're Leicester and we wouldn't grumble if we are in the Europa Conference League. Well, we are now. So...
3: um, uh, That's what you wish for, eh?
2: Well, exactly. Exactly. And I'm not going to um, sort of say, is it a must-win game this weekend? Because I I think it is. You two both, I think, gave gave, uh, Brendan until January... Um, the vote ended, and it was 44% want him to stay, 56% want him out. Almost as close as Brexit. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah,
3: almost as close as 10 Downing Street was to a party.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I said us out loud? <laughs> let's, um, uh, let's approach Graham Potter. Come on, Graham. Get in here. Right, it was last working on this show. I'm joking. Josh and Brad, thank you very much. Um, fortunately, not happy circumstances, but it gives us more to talk about. Uh, Just want to and- say two,
0: two, two positives from me this week. Yeah. Nothing to do with Leicester, but they've made me quite happy. <clears throat> I had my 1st simi semi-bun from Asda in Thermiston uh yesterday or the day before and it was amazing. If you get the chance get to Cinnabon, absolutely incredible. And there's a there's a good there's a good show on Sky called Yellow Jackets. If anybody's stuck for something to watch, get on that. It's absolutely fantastic.
2: I've got to be honest with you, I haven't got Sky, but if anybody can recommend me, I've just finished a 15 series show on Netflix. So if anybody can recommend me something good on either Netflix or Amazon. Let me know. I don't, I, I need to,
3: I, I need don't to know about Netflix or Amazon, mate, but uh, if you want to get, right, and this goes out to every Leicester fan, if you want to go and watch how Random Rogers gets all his tactics from, I don't know if anyone will remember this show, but if you haven't, go and try and find an episode of it on YouTube, right? It's called Renford Rejects. And if you're around about my age and maybe watch them as a kid, it was a, like a mock, like six or seven, a side team that were really awful. And one guy pretended that his uncle's Gianfranco's owner, and I'm thinking that's where he's starting to get his tactics from. So if you go and check that out, you might figure out Leicester's tactics. So that's really why I'm getting my research. from. I'm not all this it all tactics. I just watched an episode of that, and I don't know if it's about half right.
2: Well, I'm I, I, I'm off. Did you say ASDA for those buns? Cinnabon, mate. Yeah, they did.
0: They, they, um, they've just like I, I think they've opened like a chain in uh, ASDA superstores. Absolutely amazing, really, and it will really cheer you up as well. Trust me.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Jasmine food channel. channel.
0: <laughs> C- Cinn- Cinn- Cinnabon and start yellow jackets on Sky and your apper, trust me. You'll, 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 you'll forget all about this result tonight, I
2: promise you. <laughs> are, are they sort of laced with anything at all? Is this what you're trying to tell us? You can lay some whatever you want, to be honest with you. <laughs> Josh has only just turned into our nippon <laughs> with his food. Guys, Oh, what can I say? Uh Yet another defeat, but this is Leicester. We should expect nothing less, should we? We're never going to do – we'll probably go on now. Like I say, we'll lose to Everton. We'll lose to Newcastle. We'll beat Liverpool in the Caribou Cup. We'll beat Man City on Boxing Day and Liverpool whenever we're playing them. And we'll go ahead and win the Europa Conference. And that would be something, winning the inaugural Europa Conference. Something no other team has done before. That would be Leicester all over, wouldn't it? It (laughs)
0: would indeed. You
2: know what,
3: it'd be Leicester all over to go on and win that and suddenly go on a surge and finish fourth.
2: (laughs) Well, I'd take that. I would not mate you know, I'm
3: not saying I wouldn't I'm just saying it's <laughs> a typical lesson to corner on league
2: it, it would be it would be uh, we should be used to it but we're just not are we no anything no. can happen
3: anything yeah. can happen no. well I, mean, I still believe England might not lose the first ashes test. That shows you how much my hope hangs out. If you can,
2: you yeah, no, sure. I think I think you just need to uh, to give up on life. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I,
1: don't, I, don't wanna, I
2: don't know, if, you know, burst your bubble or anything here, mate. But yeah, I think uh, I think there's no chance of that either. You know, you can't even go and watch the cricket. Hey, rugby's back, Leicester rugby's doing well this season maybe that's what we should be following <laughs> <laughs> put a tiger in the guys guys thank you both so much and uh, we'll sp- we'll speak soon thanks a lot guys have a good weekend Cheers, Josh. I'll see you again, Josh. A good- look after yourself lads and you, you, you as well babe. take care thanks very much thanks to Josh thanks to Brad um, the guys know what they're talking about more than I do this is coming up Seven o'clock tomorrow. Uh, it's the preview show for the Newcastle game, and uh, Brad will be back with me. We're we, we just we're just conjoined twins. That's all we are. Um, um, I got the looks. Trying to still work out what Brad got. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm going to sandwich that between two Newcastle shows tomorrow that I'm on as well. And Brad's on a Newcastle show as well. So between, <laughs> Newcastle suddenly suddenly want us. I wonder why that is. 4 um, 2, they did us, they remember, the end of last season. It couldn't happen again, could it? Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you all tomorrow night at 7. Good night. <laughs>
0: Thank
3: you for
0: watching, and for Merry Christmas,
3: and a Happy New Year.
1: Hello,
0: Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith
3: here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here.
1: Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch
3: Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all
1: the latest Leicester City news and information.
0: You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester.
1: Come on you foxes! let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points